This episode is produced with support from DBT Wellcome Trust India Alliance. Welcome back to the Nature India podcast. After a long hiatus, we are pleased to be back with you with a brand new series around science in India. When we speak of scientists, what comes to mind? Test tubes, petri dishes, boring white lab coats in a boring old lab? How about uh, mountain tops or the depths of the ocean, astrophysics observatories or uh, remote wildlife sanctuaries? In this series called I am a scientist and this is where I work we want to introduce you to the lives of scientists who work in diverse and unique settings far removed from the popular stereotypes of scientists over the next few episodes we'll be shadowing a scientist in their unconventional workplace and we'll try to make sense of their science by learning what a day out in the field looks like for them First up we hear from Ramanathan Bhaskar and Sushmita Bhaskar India's modern caveman and woman if you will the scientist couple spends much of their time exploring miles and miles of subterranean caves if you love caves once you are inside that it will spark your attention and this uh, would elevate your adrenaline and uh, stir your soul stepping into a cave is like entering a completely different world ramanathan is a professor in the school of sciences at the indira gandhi national open university in new delhi his wife sushmita works as a faculty member in the environmental studies department at the school of interdisciplinary and transdisciplinary studies in the same institution together they work in a little known discipline of science called cave geomicrobiology right at the intersection of geology and microbiology we ask them to take us on a journey into the mysterious world of caves Join us please. I am Shubhra Priyadarshini and this is the Nature India podcast. We surveyed the literature on this interdisciplinary field. We realized that there are 1545 uh, caves, 1545 caves in India, but none of them have been studied from a geomicrobiological point of view. I always believed that we should not take the beaten path but try something out of the box now geologists are not trained in microbiology and microbiologists are not trained in geology this was the challenge and this excited us we had a strong gut feeling that this is an area where we could make new and interesting contributions we could be pioneers in india in this scientific domain Before we really dive in think about how many caves you can name Ajanta Elora Badami Elephanta 
Imagine 1500 more you may not even have heard of. Besides the tourist destinations, you and I probably know very little about cave environments. Deep, dark, damp, even eerie. They hold a lot of mystery within their depths. So what does it feel like to be in there? So we are entering this cave and then we have all our um, you know our head gear uh, that is we need to have our head uh, helmet with the uh, torch lights on because inside the cave it may be totally dark it may be dampy and you may not be even able to see each other so that is the environment that you are going to face the most difficult part is to plan and enter the caves sometimes we have to use ropes to scale cliffs or waterfalls then we may get soaked and then you need to wear a very comfortable and breathable attire because you need to crawl and you need to uh, you can even skid and fall inside the cave because of the slimy rock surfaces so the first place where you are entering there there may be a little bit of light after that you are falling i mean you are actually uh, going deeper into the cave so all these boulders very carefully you're keeping your leg on one of the stones and then another they may be big ones finally you you land deeper into the cave which is down then there you're opening yourself to um, a small passages yes i can imagine that must be pretty scary for most people those who have a fear of tight spaces and the dark after crawling and trekking and you know going into these tiny passages you are entering one area which is quite big it looks like a hall and that hall is actually articulated with beautiful decorations i would say with uh, the uh, draperies okay in uh, geological terms we say draperies but these are actually folded curtains uh, when you fold the curtains at home in a specific design you know with going up and up like you find in the in the theaters so it looks just like that and uh, so these are really very artistic formations again you find them with different colors it could be light brown then there are creamy colors they could have shades of gray and green and so on so then that interests you whether how do these uh, colors come from it is, is it due to the living organisms or is it due to something else and then uh, later on you find the other features that are found in the caves like the aragonite and the crystals and these crystals when you put your torchlight on they shine in that uh, you know dark environments that sounds beautiful tell us a bit about the different zones in a cave so when you first enter it's the light zone and uh, as you go deeper and it gets dimmer it's called the twilight zone because that is an area where there's partial light entry into the cave then of course uh, comes the dark zone no light penetrates at all we enter deeper into the cave and it is totally aphotic there is totally no light at all and that is a dark zone here i mean it is quiet and you can hear the sounds of dripping water tap 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 there may be some water uh, passages which are coming through and then you get the sounds of some uh, unique creatures that are really endemic for the uh, caves that is the bats which hang upside down
so that was actually scary for the first time when i entered the cave it was scary that i saw a lot of bats and then they also give you those sounds and just like you're um, watching um, a ghost or uh, you know a movie that is quite scary and it's dark inside and uh, was there a time that was particularly challenging or scary uh one of the experiences i had uh was very uh difficult because the cave entrance was very small and you and it was uh, very long at a height so you had to get up and you know crawl and you had to jump a certain height that was scary if you do not have a local guide or uh, you are not familiar you can be lost and you can be terrified going alone is always risky in one of the caves i also uh, skid that was in sindine from the top i just uh, skid down and that was also like my heart was beating fast and so that was a time uh, i i felt a bit scared and i thought that oh my god we shouldn't uh, break our uh, bones or you know the sampling has its own fun but uh, it is also to be done very carefully uh, so that uh, you don't get injured in the process as cave geomicrobiologists what the bhaskars are doing is collecting rock samples extracting dna from them and culturing microbes that thrive in these uh, geologically isolated always dark nutrient limited ecosystems what can we learn from these microbes quite a lot as it turns out today after the involvement of geomicrobiologists from caves all over including india we know that it is not only the inorganic process it is the uh, microorganisms they can be as subtle as generation of carbon dioxide which can become carbonic acid and responsible for formation of caves in fact understanding of banded iron formation dolomite formation cave formation and weathering processes have been altered after seeing these processes through the microbial lens because these caves are uh, not subject to weathering process most of the actions the microbial interactions which take place are preserved and since they are preserved they are the historical record if we collect the rocks with these microbes we can tell lot many things about these caves in fact in some caves you could also tell about uh, the past history of those caves and these are the things we look for cave geomicrobiology research offers practical applications in medicine human health and industry and more because in the caves you know especially these uh, are starved environments and low nutrient conditions are present as compared to the terrestrial uh, systems so these cave ecosystems they are valuable for the astrobiology studies especially let me uh, tell you the example of the planet mars here the surface is inhospitable and therefore if you want to understand uh, the how the life evolved and how microorganisms can be crucial for uh, the evolution of life the subsurface may be the only place for these extant life forms to survive with access to recognizable biosignatures in fact the cave biosignatures are very significant because for all uh, 
space explorations, like for example, Sushmita mentioned about Mars, we may find cryptic life, that is hidden life, in the subsurface. And of course I had to ask, what is it like being a married couple who live and work together? What are the perks? What is the downside? It provides us moral and professional support and it boosts both of us professionally. And then if you have your spouse as your uh, co-worker, then she will be honest with you and she knows your strength and limitation. She can criticize you. Two heads are better than one. And we use the power of teamwork to put larger ideas into action. No doubt, uh, throughout the journey, it is friendship and companionship. In fact, I am reminded of Henry Ford's uh, quote, coming together is beginning, staying together is progress, and working together is success. Of course, there are some uh, one or two disadvantages in the sense that you need to set boundaries at work as well as at home. Then you need to prioritize your task and divide them uh, almost uh, so that no partner is overburdened because of the work. Sometimes when we are writing a paper, it goes up even up to 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning and we don't realize that it is morning. But basically, uh, life has been really good and uh, I'm grateful to the Almighty that I have a partner who is able to understand and um, we are able to research together in this exciting field. The Bhaskars are proof that a career in science can be far more uncharted and adventurous than other pursuits. Beats a desk job any day, right? We'll be exploring another fascinating workplace on the next episode of the Nature India podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share with friends and colleagues and check out our archives for more in both English and Hindi. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Shubhra Priyadarshini. This episode was produced with support from DBT Wellcome Trust India Alliance.